You're listening to the DCC Sermon Podcast. Let's join in for this week's message. David's probably got his toes in the sand right now somewhere. <laughs> He's excited. I, we're supposed to work some cows tomorrow, and uh, I, I had called David to go with me, and he says, I can't, I'm going to be on the beach. And so I said, well, I'm going to call, because it's a friend we're working for. I said, well, I'm going to be sure... When I get there, I'm going to call you to find out where you are and make sure you're on the beach <laughs> so we could tell this guy you skipped out, but we'll get on with it. Thank you, guys. I'm so honored to get to do this. I know I'm. this is my church, but it just nothing grows me more, and, and I, it's just always humbling and honor, honored. I'm always honored to get up here and to be able to teach and, and share what God's showing me in my life and raising my, my boys and uh, uh my wife Taylor and uh, I've been. I'm in a season of growth. I can promise you that we're learning. It doesn't end. We're there. Look, it's Ecclesiastes says we're always in a new season, you know. And so you're you're never just in one place for too long. But um, at a time of unrest in the country and the school get back uh, getting back started and people getting back into the routine routine of life, we have to know there is a bigger picture. Uh, and there's always something trying to stop you from going on. And I call it the resistance. Anytime we come up against something at home or uh, in our business, uh, we have equipment, we have animals. And let me tell you, if something ain't broke, you better watch out because it's going to get broke here shortly. And so you just keep that. There's always something on your mind. You know what I mean? And, and there's always something that's trying to stop you from what God's called you to do. And so you have to understand that and know that being a child of God, there is a resistance. And he's always trying to take you out. And uh, if, if I quit now or if you quit now, you won't get to see it. And, and not quitting is faith. It, it's it's uh, in the definition of faith. And Hebrew says, uh, 11 verse 1, it says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for but the evidence of things not seen. And so when that resistance comes, God, I see, I can see, but I can't, I, I don't know how I'm going to get there. That's faith. And so we always come, come up against these things in our lives and sickness. God, I know I'm healed by the blood of the Lamb and, and all the things, but it doesn't feel like it. But I got to know that's faith. I got to keep going. I got, if I quit now, I won't get to see it come to uh, fruition. There you go. Thank you, Taylor. In Philippians 3.14, it says, I press on towards the goal for the prize of the upper call in Jesus Christ. And so I want to ask you this morning, what is important to you? What's most important to you? In uh, Proverbs 22 and verse 1, it says, A good name is to be chosen rather than great riches, loving favor rather than silver and gold. Now, this is not a poverty message. I don't want you to take a vow of poverty and sell all your stuff and be broke, busted, and disgusted. You know what I mean? And so hang with me there for a minute. He wants to prosper you wherever you go. It says it in his word. Know God, know his word. The word was God, the word was with God, and the word is God. And so you have to, to know God, you have to know his word. In 1 Kings chapter 2, verse 1, if you're taking notes, I'll uh, wait for you, or you can turn there. And I'm a note taker. 
I'll, I'll take notes, and then all week I'll study it out. And, and I'm telling you, it'll grow you. It'll grow in your faith, and you'll be astounded by what you're going to come up against that week that that thing's going to measure up against. And so uh, it's, it's, I've always been a note taker, and, and uh, I encourage you to take notes. In verse, uh, verse 1, 1 Kings chapter 2, verse 1, it says, Now the days of David drew near that he should die, and he, and he charged Solomon his son, saying, I go the way of all the earth. Be strong, therefore prove yourself a man. Keep the charge of the Lord your God to walk in his ways, to keep his statutes, his commandments, his judgments, and his testimonies, as, is, as it is written in the law of Moses, that you may prosper in all that you do and wherever you turn, that the Lord may fulfill his word, which he spoke concerning me, saying, If your son takes heed to their way, to walk before me in truth and with all their heart and with all their soul, he said, You shall not lack a man on the throne of Israel. And the title of my message this morning is A Living Legacy. Legacy, the definition of that, is a long-lasting impact or, or particular events, actions, that took place in the past or of a person's life. I'm building a legacy. As Christians, we should be building a legacy. A legacy for our family. A, le a legacy for the people around us, um, and we'll keep. I'll get to it. But Proverbs, and and so so you have to ask yourself, well, how do I build a legacy? How do I build that? And and we're going to go through that today, this morning. I'm not going to keep you here too long. I like to. I I like a good lunch, and I don't want to be late to lunch. So, I'm not going to keep you. I'll get choked up here pretty quick, too, so i got to swig of water. But in Proverbs chapter 4, verse 5, it says to get wisdom and to get understanding. Legacy is not about money. And uh, I think it's Mark chapter uh, 10. If you want to turn there, Jesus encounters the rich young ruler. And he, he's going through his ministry, and this guy comes up, and, he, and we'll start reading in 17. Mark chapter 10, verse 17. And it said, Now he was going out on the road. One came running and knelt before him, and he asked him, Good teacher, what shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? And Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good. No, no one is good but one, that is God. You know the commandments. Do not commit adultery. Do not murder, do not steal, do not bear false witness, do not defraud, and honor your mother and father. And he said, and he answered and said to him, Teacher, all these things I have kept from my youth. Then Jesus, looking at him, and I want you to underline this, Jesus looks at him and then he says he loved him. And that I was reading that, and I don't know how long I've been reading that, um, but it says he looked at him and he loved him. And how many times has Jesus looked at you in love and he said something you didn't want to hear? I mean, that, 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 that struck odd with me. Jesus looked at him and he loved him. And then he told him something that he didn't want to hear. But he loved him. And he says, looking at him, he loved him and said to him, One thing you lack, 
Go your way, sell whatever you have, and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven, and come and take up your cross and follow me. And he was, and it says, <laughs> could you imagine just going up to Jesus and you got all these things and you think you got life figured out and you're a rich cat and you got it going on and you come up and you says, man, I've been doing this and I got it going on. He says, I love you. Now go get rid of it all. You know what I'm saying? And, 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 but out of love. And so I'll keep moving on there, but man, that just, I, that blew me away. He said he looked at him and he loved him. And a lot of times we think when Jesus tells something we don't want to hear, just like my dad, when my dad had to whip me, well, my dad don't love me. No, my dad loves me. He wants something better for us. And he wants to make sure that those riches don't have you, but you have them. You know what I'm saying? And so even, even I look through all the things we have at our house and the things, the places where God has brought us, none of it matters. You know what I'm saying? If, if God's not a part of it, like Moses said, I don't want no part of it. And so we have to make sure that God is always a part of what we're doing because it's easy to get off the path. And so we have to make sure that God does want you blessed, but he, he wants to make sure those blessings don't have you. And says, how, uh, and Jesus looked around, I'm sorry, but he was sad at his word and went away sorrowful for he had great possessions. Then Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, How hard is it for those who have riches to enter the kingdom of God? And the disciples were astonished at his word. But Jesus answered him and said to them, Children, how hard is it for those who trust in riches? Underline that. Trust in riches. Those who trust in riches. Because I've seen millionaires, billionaires. I don't know many billionaires, but I know some millionaires. I wish I knew more billionaires, <laughs> you know what I mean? And they had cows, and they wanted me to take care of them. You know, that'd be cool. <laughs> but I've seen guys that j just had all that stuff and were so empty inside. It was scary. It was scary to see how, how wealthy they were, but unhealthy. You know what I'm saying? And so it says, for those who trust in rich, how hard is it for those who trust in riches to enter the kingdom of God? It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than it for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. And they were greatly astonished, saying among themselves, Who can be saved? But Jesus looked at them and said, With men it is impossible, but not with God. For, all, for with God all things are possible. And then Peter began to say to him, See, we have left everything to follow you. And this is where you have to really lean into this. You have to, you have to know that God's for you. He's not, he wants you to have things um, and, and all that. You know, I don't want, because if you go to my house, there's stuff. We got stuff, you know what I mean? I, I, uh, I'm, I love trailers, and there's trailers. Every, everybody gets a trailer, you know what I mean? <laughs> and so <laughs> probably, probably went a little overboard on the trailers this year, but. My trailers don't have me, you know, like if we're going to this place to work cows, well, you got to pull this trailer. And if you're going over here, you got to pull this trailer. And each one has its own, you know, and so I'll move on. But, uh, <laughs> and he says, assuredly, I say to you that there is no one who has left houses or brothers or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my sake of the gospels who shall not receive a hundredfold now in this time. Houses 
And so in other words, he's saying, if you can put it down, if you can bring it to me, if there's an issue there, if it's got you, you can bring it to my feet. And if you'll lay it out my feet, I'll pick it up. He says, what does it say in uh, Matthew? Press down, shaking together, running over. He'll, if you'll bring it to you, he'll multiply it. But you got to be able to bring it to him. It's like the teddy bear. We, we use that analogy around here all the time. If you'll give Jesus your teddy bear, he's got a bigger one waiting. But he's not going to give you that bigger one until you give him that little one. You know, and that, that's a powerful deal. We've preached to children or the, uh, the youth about it, and they got the concept. If I can just bring it to Jesus' feet, he'll multiply it. He's going to multiply it, but you, got it. you have to make the first step, and you've got to give it to him. You're, you're, anything you're going through, your, your riches, your, your unpleasantries, bring them to his feet. And he says, I'll fix this, and I'll take this, but you've got to bring it to me, and I'm going to multiply it in your life. And so we have to understand that concept. And uh, he says, you'll receive a hundredfold now in this time, houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children and lands with persecutions, with, with persecutions. In other words, there's a resistance. <laughs> with all those things comes a resistance, something trying to take you out, something trying to come against you. And that's why it's important you stay in connection with God. But uh, he says, and in this, in the age to come, an eternal life. But many who are first will be last, and the last will be first. We have to make up our mind what we're going to do. You're going to have to be all in. Or the and Revelation says, I, you can be hot or you can be cold, but you can't be lukewarm because I'm going to spit you out of my mouth. And so you got to make up your mind. And as Christians, we have to come from a different thinking perspective if I can bring it to Jesus and I know as men and, and women and we're, we're tough and we want to fix it like Haley said how do I fix this you can't I've learned in uh, I've learned in business and, and, and raising kids I there's a lot of things I can't fix especially in marriage I could, like young people getting married if you'll just go ahead and bring that to Jesus uh, your, those issues not to your wife You'll be way. You'll be. You'll be time. I wouldn't say money ahead, but <laughs> you'll be time ahead. You know what I'm saying? God, I need. I need help in this area of my life. I need help in uh, this discrepancy with my wife. You'd be better off just zipping your lips and going straight to God than you would be to your wife. Learn from experience. <laughs> hey, you could take my word. You don't have to figure it out on your own. You know what I'm saying? But today, things are going to change. Today is the day of salvation. The devil's job is to get you to quit, lay down, or jump out of the God's will for your life. That is why it's important to be here, to be at church and to be tied to the covenant. He said, I'll rebuke the devourer on your behalf in Malachi chapter 3. And that resistance, the more you follow God, the harder the devil tries to stop you. Wisdom says wait. When I come up against an issue, I used to talk first. I would react rather than wait, think about it, and then respond. You know what I'm saying? And, and a lot of times things happen, and we just want to really flesh out, and we want to give them a piece of our mind. And I was headed to a, a meeting with some pastors last week for a rope, and they're putting on. And, man, this guy, he, he got, they got the days at a red lights, you know, and they, 
We, days it is like one mile long, one mile wide, and there's two red lights that everybody's mad. <laughs> so me and this guy, we had just about shut the highway down, uh, and he's shooting me the bird, and I'm just hammering on the gas. And, I mean, it was like, the Lord's like, aren't you headed to a meeting with some pastors, you know? And so I was like, all right, maybe I should have handled that different, but it sure felt good. <laughs> and numbers... This, uh, don't react and then pick up the pieces is where I'm going with that. And I've learned that. Numbers 14, 24, it says, But my servant Caleb, because he has a different spirit in him and he has followed me fully, I, would bring in, I, I will bring into the land where he went, and his, decision, his descendants shall inherit it. And that's a legacy. And we need to be that guy of a different spirit. When there's noise and there's chaos and there's all the things that are happening in our lives and we're just, we're like pillars. It's all right. It's going to be all right. We have to have that different spirit about us, that calm spirit, that wise spirit. Hey, you know what? Just sit tight, hang in there, bring it to Jesus, and then it's going to be all right. Give it a little time. You know what I mean? And, and so I've learned in the last year or two, just, we just, sometimes people just need a little time. And we've had, we've had partnerships go south and, you know, and I'm like, and, and people are like, why don't you do this? And I'm like, no, I just need a little time. Why, why is this? Well, you know what? It's going to be all right. You know, and so we handle it wisely. And it says a gentle answer turns away wrath. You know what? And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to wait. And I'm going to let God do his job. I'm going to give some time. And then we're going to reassess the situation. Does that make sense? That's wisdom. And I, it took me a little while to figure that out. It cost me a little money. <laughs> be this guy. Be a man of a different spirit. Now experience is wis and wisdom has taught me to stop, gather a response, and get a solution. And uh, about, I guess it was about two months ago, Peyton had called me and uh, she had wanted to take our horse, Big John, to uh, a bull riding. And, and Big John... Um, come from DJ and Heather and it's so great that uh, it was at a time in my life where God was doing a new thing and he brought me this horse and he just meant so much to me and uh, Peyton called me and she says hey I want to take this horse to a bull ride and I'm like yeah go ahead I, I, I'm honored for you to take this horse and so she takes the horse and man they get uh, they get gone and like a day later he gets sick I mean, this dude is sick, and he's just, he's got a great personality. He's his, he's his own character, you know what I mean? It's, not everybody likes him, but I love him, you know? And so he, uh, they get going, and they get this, they get sick, and they're like, well, what do we do? Or, or they're calling, they're just, they're fumbling around, and I'm like, I remember a time in my life when my uncle, this same situation happened in my life, and my uncle had given me a horse, and the horse was going to die. And I was distraught, and I didn't want to have to call and tell my uncle that this horse had died. He just we, we had nursed him to health and riding him down the arena one day, and he just collapsed, and that was it, you know. And I was probably in junior high or maybe high school, but it was like it devastated me. And so when she called, I was like, dang, I don't, I don't want her to have to relive what I went through. You know, I don't want to have to, her to have to make that call, but I told her, I said, hey, you know what, it doesn't matter. You know what, if that horse goes, the devil owes us seven more. And so 
and so don't worry about it. If he dies, you get him on that trailer, and when you get home, we're going to bury him, and it's going to be all right. We're going to get us another horse. And the inside, I'm thinking, Lord, please don't let that horse die. But I had to, you know what I mean, for her sake. I'm like, you know what, this is life. And it was a learning moment for her, and just like it was a learning moment for me. And we pushed on, we pushed through, and so we get him home, and he's like, He's sick. This dude is sick, and and it was a, it was a disease called EPM. It comes from possums, and it's not it's it's not even easy to get. And it was like, dang devil, you you're a liar. You you're lying. You know what I mean? And so I get him. We get him to the vet, and uh, get him. Do- I get him doctor, and they diagnose him. And I got the bill, and I almost passed out, and I paid the bill. You know, it's like, Lord Jesus. And so I get him home, and they're like, come back in 30 days. And I'm like, is it going to be the same price it was last time, you know? It's just a one-time deal. I get him home, get him, and we're good. We're rocking on. He's doing great, you know? And so I take him back for his 30-day checkup and go in there, and it's 108 outside, and me and Cass were taking him. And there were some events that happened that day, and I was hot, and I was mad, and I was offended. And I go in there, and they really made me matter and so they're gonna you know they're like they were doing their job and it it was just a it was just an ouchy moment you know what I'm saying I probably was all up in my fields over some stuffs and as Christians we get all up in our fields you know and we get offended and and so I'm rocking along there and uh we get we go to pay out and they're like hey it's gonna be 60 more days of treatment you know what I'm like oh man it's hot outside, you know, and I always tell, I always tell two, I always tell people two things about this heat, drink a lot of water and watch how you talk to people, you know what I'm saying, and so we go, and so I'm, I'm in there, and I'm getting ready to pay out, and I got cash, you know, he's from one end to the other, and they're looking at him, looking at me, and I'm like, hey, he's a boy, leave him alone, I'm just gonna pay my bill and get out, well, this girl behind the counter is like, He's not going to get better. And I mean, I'm like, I'm sweating a little bit and paying this bill, and she's like telling me that this horse ain't going to get better. And I wanted to just freak out. You know, like immediately everything in me rose up, and I'm like, all right, this is the straw that broke the camel's back. I'm fixing to turn this vet. I'm about to be an owner of a new vet because I'm fixing to turn this one upside down. They're going to put me in jail, you know, and all these things are going to run around, and I'm like, but, I mean, immediately the, the Lord was like, hey, she ain't your problem. You need to stop. You need to think about what you're fixing to say. And so I stopped. And, uh, and then I remember in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12, it says, we don't war with flesh and blood. She wasn't the problem. Your coworker isn't the problem. Your kid ain't the problem. Your wife ain't the problem. You have to know what God says about you. And then there is an enemy trying to stop. Now, if I would have done what I wanted to do, that would have been the last time I could have ever went to that vet. You know what I'm saying? And who knows what God has in store? You know what I'm saying? How we handle those things. You never know what God's got in store for, that, for you in that relationship. If I would have fleshed out and acted a fool, you know what I mean? That would have been like, oh, that guy's preaching Sunday. You know what I'm and so we have to understand that as Christians. Hey, you know what? He's going to be healed. 
he is going to be healed. And if he's not, well, let me tell you what, there's seven of them standing in the spot. He's going to be all right. And, and I, I just, I was just like, I remember her saying that, and I was like, why? And then I was like, you know what, it don't matter. I had to back up and just do my thing and get out of there, you know, rather than just acting a fool. And uh, Mark had spoke at the men's feast, and, and the, the, one of the things that he says it, it popped into my head, and it's, he said, it will blow your mind the thought God has towards you. And you have to know that God, the thoughts God has towards you, it'll blow your mind, how much he loves you, how much he's for you, even when all these things are happening, even when your horse is, your best horse is dying, it's like playing the country song backwards. You get your dog back, get your horse back, get your truck back. You ever, <laughs> you ever heard that? <laughs> yeah. And, but... And so on the way home, I began to remind myself of Deuteronomy 28. It says, my livestock is blessed. I'm the head and not the tail and all the promises of God's children. It's legacy. It's what Jesus did for us so we wouldn't have to. Pain may last for a day, but joy comes in the morning. The Bible says, I'll lend to many and borrow from no man. And you need to write these down and put them on the tablets of your heart because they will come out of you in these situations. What you're feeding yourself, your spirit, man, when these things happen, they will come up out of you. Hey, right there at that moment when she said my horse wasn't going to be healed, Jesus was like, hey, uh, she ain't your problem. Slow down. Don't, don't just, just get a hold of that. Now, if I wouldn't have had that in me, if we wouldn't have had that spirit of, of discernment in us, I, it could have went bad. And so I almost let the devil win and rob me of a good name right there in the moment. But wisdom said, wait, take a breath. We're building a legacy for the next person. This thing doesn't end when we go. Someone has to take over. And if you'll, you'll always look around here, and even in the sound booth, those guys coming in, they're, all, like, like they're, they're taking over. I could sit up here this morning, used to, I'd have to go back, come back, go back, come back. And I'm like, I remember praying for people to come into my life that could help me with that. So when David wasn't here, somebody wasn't here, that I could move into something else. And so what did God do? He put me in a junior high class. And I'm thinking, <laughs> sheesh, <laughs> careful what you pray for. Uh, but I tell you what, I, I, I walked in there the first day and they're, they're Rubik's cubing and they're racing, and I'm like, I can't talk to these guys. They're way smarter than I am. Like, I'm going to have to find out how to communicate with these guys. But I'm telling you what, I've built relationships with them, and you look back there right now, and they're running sound. Those guys are in junior high and just moved up to – they're running this sound system, and, they're, and we're just – hey, you know what? We're, we're not just turning it over to them, but we're building it in them. You know what I mean? They got it here. They got the smarts, and we're just going to get them the experience, and that's wisdom. They're going to learn, hey, that didn't work. You know what? I had to learn the hard way. And so we're, we're, we're always building the legacy. That way, when, I, when, when it's our time to go, there's somebody to take over. And it's not, oh, man, what are we going to do? No, nope, these guys, they're ready to go. You just give them the reins and get out of their way. It's good to see the difference in people in this congregation. The Bible says to seek wise counsel. Young people are here for us to pour into. 
them as someone is pouring into us as middle-aged couples. You need to see what's sticking it out and the fruit of it is. Like Mima and Papa, this is a legacy that they had built 20 years ago. You're, you're seeing something that somebody had built, prayed on 20, 30 years ago. Now it's coming in. This is a legacy that they have built. And you're seeing that now because 20, 30 years ago, they didn't let the devil rob them of something that they didn't think they could do. And it hasn't always been easy. And it's not always easy. Young people, it's going to be tough. Even as Christians, you know what I mean? They're like the, like a... Like they said earlier, the, the more you try to get in God's will, the harder the devil's going to push back. And so you have to know that it is not going to be easy. It's not going to be easy raising kids. It's not going to be easy being married. It's not going to be all the things, getting to work on time, going to work, keeping a job, uh, getting your kids to school. It's not easy. It, it's not, especially now, you know, when the world's just in chaos. But it's worth it. If you'll stick it out, You'll, you will see fruit of it. Especially, I got two boys in there. Woo-wee. They're tough. But trust is how faith is built. Even when you know, don't know the next, next move. The Bible says you need to be still and know that I'm God. Marriages aren't had, they're built. Businesses aren't on and good, they're built. I'm learning more about myself after four years of business than I have ever and if it wasn't for God meeting with me on a daily basis, I don't think I would make it. And I'm okay with that. And you have to, you have to come at life from that perspective. Kids don't just turn out okay. Proverbs 22 and verse 6, it says, Train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart for it. The other day, Taylor and I were talking, and she says, Are you, Do you think we're too hard on Cass? And I said, no, my expectations are high because one day I'm not going to be here to tell him what needs to be done. And uh, there's so much to leave as much of the word. I said, so I need to leave. I'm sorry. I need to leave as much of the word in him as I can possible. He, he and Cannon both. We had meet the teacher, and I was supposed to go to a meeting, and I canceled the meeting, and they said, hey, uh, I said, I have to go to meet, meet the teacher. It's Cass's meet the teacher. And they were like, all right. And I was like, well, if, if you knew who my son was, you would understand why I have to meet this lady. <laughs> you know? And so <laughs> they thought that was funny, but because Cass is a tough one. He likes to visit. <laughs> he can't sit still, and he ain't geared for that. But you know what? He has to learn, and I want his teacher to know that we're for you. I want his teacher to know that, hey, you know what? If there's an issue, I got your back. I'm going to back you up, and I'm not going to throw you to the wolves, and I'm gonna, we're going to take care of it, and we're, gonna, we're just going to take care of it. We're going to train up a child in the way he should go. And uh, yesterday, <laughs> they had Taylor's right down the hall, so that helps. But yesterday, I kind of had to bring down the thunder on him. Backtalking is our new thing at the Elliott Cattle, you know. And so uh, Taylor was gone to town, and, and uh, me and Cass and Cannon were holding down the fort, and it is upside down. And so um, I'm like, well, I'm going to get the house straightened up and get everything, and then we'll be out of here by the time she gets back. We'll be out of the way. Well, Cass is like, I want a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And I'm like, 
let's get this cleaned up and uh, you know then we'll we'll do that we'll get this out of the way and, and so they said um, I said come help me clean up and he goes alright and so I look and he's got the chair and he's pulling it to the icebox and I'm like Cass shut the icebox and come help me get these toys cleaned up he goes it's not an icebox it's a refrigerator and I'm like get down right now oh lord there's another one of those moments like catch yourself and so I'm like hey today we're going to learn what back talking is and so I went in there and we took care of business and then I said son do you understand what back talking is yes sir I understand what back talking okay that means when I say do it you got to do it without talking back yes sir and so we're working on that now Cannon is a different story he is a different person he like you swinging him he's swinging back you know <laughs> and so i uh Cass is off to school this year and now it's cannon's turn to step up and go with dad you know like we would always work cows and the guys would always understood that hey you know what my boys are gonna go with us and and it was a team effort it took us all to watch them you know what i mean but they we wasn't leaving them behind and so uh He's a different person, but that's my job to figure it out and navigate him onto the correct path. Lord, I need you. <laughs> I'm going to have to bring Cannon to the feet of Jesus. I understand that. I need wisdom. But this morning, I had a proud dad moment. Cass got up and got himself dressed, and he put on a coat, and he, he was getting ready, and he was just making up Jesus songs. He was just... Uh, he, I, don't, I was like, what are you singing? He was just singing Jesus, you know, and he had his coat on. He's like, Daddy, can I wear this coat? And I was like, you bet. You can wear that coat, buddy. And so he got, he goes, and Taylor goes, do you think that uh, it's okay to wear that coat? It's black. And I'm like, I don't care. You know what? He wanted to look nice. He wanted to, be, he wanted to do what his dad does. He wanted to get dressed up, and he wanted to go to church. And that's me building a legacy in my son and my son and then his grandchildren just like this couple here down the line your kids 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 will be blessed and uh if you would stand with me i'm going to get ready to close first king chapter three and just bear with me it says and solomon loved the lord walking in the statutes of his father david except that he sacrificed and burned incense at the high places and we'll keep moving on but now the king went to Gibeon to sacrifice there, for that was the great high place. Solomon offered a thousand burnt offerings on the altar, and at Gideon the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream by night. And God says, Ask, what shall I give you? And Solomon says, You have shown great mercy to your servant David. And this is after David had explained to Solomon that, Hey, you know what, I'm going to pass on the plans I, I fought the wars, and, and God said, David says, "Hey, I'm gonna build a, I'm gonna build the tabernacle, and and I got the plans, and I'm gonna build it." And the Lord said, "No, you're not. You're gonna pass on. You're gonna pass that legacy on. You've done enough. You've done what you're supposed to do. Now you're gonna pass it on to your son." And so this is this is after they had they had spoke about this, and and. Uh, David and Solomon and Solomon's acquiring of the Lord and he says you have shown great mercy to your servant David my father because he walked before you in truth in righteousness and in upright of heart with you you have continued this greatness great kindness for him 
and you have given him a son to sit on the throne as it is this day. Now, O Lord, my God, you have made your servant king instead of my father David, but I am of a little child. I do not know how to go out or come in. And I'm telling you, I've been here where I'm like thrown in a situation. I'm like, Lord, I have no idea what I just, what I've been thrown into. And this is Solomon saying, Holy Jesus, this is big. You know what? And so, and like, like Mark said, Hey, you have to know what God thinks about you. My ways are not your ways. My thoughts are not your thoughts. So God's going to bring you to places that you don't think you deserve. But God says, hey, I got you in the right spot. It looks way bigger than what I can do. And I, and time and time again, I've been places in my life. I've sat with people and I'm like, this is way bigger than me. This is way bigger than what I can do. But, but God says, hey, you know what? I'm bigger. I got this. And we'll go on. He says, um, And your servant is in the midst of your people whom you have chosen, a great people, too numerous to be numbered or counted. Therefore, give your servant an understanding heart to judge your people, that I may discern between good and evil. For who is able to judge this great people of yours? In other words, Lord, give me wisdom when I come up against these things that are way too bigger for me big for me give me wisdom Lord give me wisdom God I, I can't tell you how many times in the last month I've said Lord first of all I need grace because I've stepped in it again and second of all I need wisdom I don't need money to get me out of this I need your wisdom because if I have if I gave you the money to get out of it you would find yourself back in the situation but if I gave you the wisdom to get out of it, you would understand how to never get in that situation again. We say, give a man a fish, feed him for a day. Teach a man to fish, feed him for a lifetime. And so if I can give you the wisdom that you need to get out of this situation, Lord, give me the grace and the wisdom. I need the wisdom to get through this. And it says, the speech pleased the Lord that Solomon asked this thing. And he said, then God said to him, because if you, you have asked this thing and have, have not asked long li for long life for yourself, nor have you asked for riches for yourself, nor have you asked the life of your enemies, but have asked yourself understanding to discern justice. Behold, I have done according to you to your words see I have given you wise and understanding heart what did Proverbs say seek wisdom get understanding and this is what Solomon's talking about I have also I'm sorry behold I have done according to your words I have given you a wise and understanding heart so that there has not been anyone like you before you nor shall any like you arise after you but I have also given you what you have not asked for both riches and honor so that there shall be not be anyone like you among the kings of all your days all your days so if you walk in my ways to keep my statues and my commandments as your father David walked then I will lengthen your days in other words if you'll do what your daddy did if, if I can just pass that legacy on to my boys, if I can pass it on to the boys that are under my wing, on the, on the ranch, in the sound booth, 
everywhere I meet, if I can just pass that legacy on to them and they'll walk in my ways, it says they'll be blessed. And so me as, a, as the leader, I have to make sure I'm walking in the statues of God. And so we have to understand that. And it says, And when they walk in my ways and keep my statues, my commandments, then I will lengthen your days. And if you want to build a legacy, a family, a business, a business, or just make it in everyday life, get wisdom and get understanding. Because there should be someone there to pass it on to. Be wise. Recognize the enemy when he's trying to get a foothold in whatever it is you got going on. Take a minute. Lord, I need wisdom right now in this situation. God's no may just be God's not yet. And, and, and just time. I, you know, there are things that I want right now, and I'm just jumping at I tell people, I, gotta, I want this so bad, I got a knot in my side. You know, I just want it bad. You know, and God's like, I haven't got the peace yet. I, ain't, I, I know there is, I know I can see the vision of it, and God's like, hey, not yet. Just wait. Just wait. If you'll wait, if you'll wait, and I'm like, why do I have to wait? You know what I'm saying? But we don't always know what's on the other side of that. And so if we'll be wise and listen to God and wait. I have wants, and uh, so I'm just waiting for God's timing, and I'm okay with that. I trust that God's got my best interest at heart. You understand? That makes sense? Let's pray. Lord, we need you. Like the song says, more than the air we breathe. God, give us wisdom above all else in these times, in our marriages, in raising kids, and in our jobs, and wherever you would lead us throughout our daily lives. Like Moses says, if you don't go with us, Lord, we don't want to know. We don't want to go. Father God, we just thank you for what you're doing in our lives. Father God, we thank you for your grace that allows us to, to mess up and to come right back, Father God, and just bring it to your feet, Father. Lord, I just pray that we would just understand that sometimes we're just going to have to push through the noise to get to, our, to your feet. Lord, we thank you for what you're doing. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.